Nick, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to have you. I'm fascinated to get your take on uh, relating and what your version of relating and connection is. Um, for anyone joining us today, I am sitting and chatting with Victoria Redbard. Victoria is a somatic sexologist. She's originally from the UK. Victoria is also a speaker, an author, a researcher, an open relating expert, and she has founded her own institute of, um, which I think is like around intimacy and relating. It's called the Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy. Victoria has studied tantra and sexuality across many countries. I believe even in Brazil was somewhere that you had studied. And she now lives on the Gold Coast, she's actually, I would consider Vic to be a neighbour. She's not far from me. <laughs> um, Victoria's Sexuality School, the, new, the Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy, it offers a deeper learning into the psychosocial and somatic experts of cutting-edge sexuality education that is impacting the globe and creating cultural change worldwide, which I, I, I feel is like the reach of the work you do is, is like quite, um, it's really palpable now, you know. Vic's also trained in, uh, some of her training has included somatic sexology in Brazil, yoga teaching in India, which 200 hours of yoga in India sounds amazing. Um, the International School of Temple Arts, a landmark, a landmark graduate and a spiral practitioner graduate, <laughs> which I did not know that you had gone through the spiral before. So there you go. Things I learned about you today when I was reading your About You bio. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. It is such an honour to have you here. I have been exposed to your work for probably about 12 months now and I recall seeing you in an interview about 12 months ago and thinking, oh, wow, okay, this is, this is confronting and also being like, hang on, She's got a really unique perspective on sexuality, sexual expression. And then later on, I was exposed to your work, you know, around relating and how we show up in our authenticity in the relating space. Mm -hmm. And I was definitely fascinated by your take on all of those things and how they converge together. So thanks for coming and chatting with me today. If I was to ask you, like, you know, growing up, did you ever think that this would be the space that you would end up working in? Um, actually, yes. I had a really weird premonition when I was like 16 or 17. I was like in my parents' garden. I was like, oh, I want to be a sex coach. I was like, I don't even know what that is. Like, I don't even think that's a job. <laughs> what do those people even do? <laughs> and then um and then I just kind of let it go and then it just like it kept returning you know um there was this like this this journey of like okay here's spirituality here's like you know and when I was um I think I was like 15 years old I was with my first boyfriend and I read this book called The Ethical Slut which is a book about polyamory and like yeah. alternative relating and yeah. I was like how the hell does a 15 year old find a book about called the ethical slot? 
<laughs> this is what I think now when I look back, but I'm just like, and then I like approached this boyfriend that I had at the time and was like, you know, this is what I think we should do. You know, this is the way. <laughs> he's like 15 years old, like living in this like small town in England. And he's just like, no fucking way. <laughs> I am not down for this. <laughs> it's a little bit ahead of the curve, I think, on, the, on these ideas. Did you grow up in a progressive household? Like, were your parents progressive? So my parents um, are in their late 50s now, yeah. and they are still married, and they have been together since they were 16 years old. Okay. And my grandparents... Um, my grandpa, my grandpa died a yeah. couple of years ago, um, but they were together their whole life from age 16, monogamy, marriage, house, mortgage, mm-hmm. <laughs> children, all the things. So um, in the way of traditionalism, like I think like I've been so, so lucky, you know, like I've just got this beautiful um, expression of monogamy in both my parents and my grandparents. And um and I think it's like amazing and I love it and I feel so grounded in it. And I've been so grateful yeah. for the way that I've been brought up. Um, was it a progressive household? No, I'd say it's quite the opposite. It was very, very traditional. Um, very, there were a lot of Christian values um, yeah. and those ideas. So yeah, but I also feel like that's what's created my view on things, you know, like I'm not super left-wing Aquarian age you know like (laughs) that's not who I am either and I think that you know I just have a very mm, deep understanding of where love sits inside of me and where love can be can sit in the world and what that can create and um, I'm just a stand for freedom and people creating relationships that actually serve them rather than them continually serving their relationships at the detriment of themselves yeah that's a very powerful statement because I think, you know, I think, I, I mean, my parents are still married and I, I assume from what I see that they're largely happy. But I have was surrounded in my childhood and my teenage years of like, and whether it was a cultural thing here, of this model of like initially women losing themselves in relationships and then you know, the experience of watching like really close people to me, men losing themselves in relationships. And I think I got to about maybe 24, 25. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about this, you know. I don't know about this this model. There has to be something more. And then, you know, in classic Natalie fashion, then I went about it all the ways to disprove that mm-hmm. and called in all the things to reinforce my theory that this wasn't the way to do it, possibly in a real shadow form mm. rather than in a more enlightened way. But, you know, also accept our lessons or our lessons. So for you, like, do you really feel like, to me, it sounds like this is like such a soul-calling thing for you? Yeah, I mean, my whole, like, everything I do is through relationship, you know, like, even the way that I run my business, like, I've been you know, looking at the way I do business compared to other people. And it's like, I'm so about intimacy. I'm so about long-term relating. I'm so about like deeper connection with the people that I work with. Um, And I really feel, I mean, I people that are on my team tell everybody that this is like the best team they work for, you know, (laughs) and it's the, 
you know and and I just like I'm just so entrusted of that and I'm like that's why we have like this incredible fucking like ability to just come together and make things happen and for me that's that's my whole thing it's like I feel that um you know I'm really committed to people living in a thriving state yeah. and my belief is that intimacy is like a really core value in people being thriving you know, yeah. because there's so much survival. And when people are in survival, they live in a, a state of scarcity and lack. And then when they do that, then they kind of project onto others that that's actually other people's fault that they're in scarcity and lack. Yeah. So what I'm looking, what I've been in the inquiry of is like what happens when um, we build like this ability to experience sovereignty and synergy inside of our relationships. Um, and and a relationship to like the evolution, you know? So like for me, relationships are a spiritual path. Business yeah. is a spiritual path. Life yeah. is a spiritual path. Like you can't get away from it, you know? And so it's just like when you combine all those things together and you start relating to, how am I relating to myself? How am I relating to life? How am I relating to my business as an entity? How am I relating to my partner? How am I relating to the relationship between me and my partner? Which I would love to talk to you about as well actually today because I'm super into how do you relate to the organism you know the space between yeah. you and the person you're relating to yeah so this is the thing that's come up too it's that there's a couple of different things that you said there that i want to dive into the first one is for people who like you obviously have such a deep trust and knowing and connection in yourself like such a deep trust and and knowing in yourself and i and I'm not going to assume what your spirituality model looks like externally or, you know, whether you believe that that is something that we're in relationship with our spirituality externally and also operates or works through us. But for you, did you always have such a deep trust in yourself or was this something that you cultivated? It's actually something I've been a bit upset about recently is um, my it's like a, I guess because I feel that, well, actually, I don't feel that my ways are very progressive at all. I feel like I'm just really open yeah. and really, um, uh, understanding of human nature. Mm. Um, and I actually think I'm a realist. Yeah, <laughs> um, a realist. Like, I think, yeah, well, that's a good point. You know, like, I think yeah. we could be quite like, if you say realist, I don't know, I'm not a realist either. I'm, and I'm fully, I'm fully owning that. Mm. But my lack of, of buying into the realist model is also something that I think has allowed me to be where I am right now. Mm. For sure. I think that's what I was going to share is like, I get, uh, I've spent a lot of time in my life, like I do trust myself, but it's also like part of my... Um, like I guess my double-edged sword with this is that because I'm always in relationship to relationship mm. I'm constantly going okay cool I could be this could be you know what is this I'm in the constant listening to what is in front of me so when somebody is being very um so uh, oppositional to my to my yeah. view what I think is true yeah. I I will go into a deeper inquiry and I will keep and I will listen deeper so yeah. as much so yeah I do feel like I trust myself and I know but I'm always in the inquiry of like um what I don't know too mm -hmm. and I think that that has left me going a lot of my life I've like gone okay cool well this is what I think and this is how I think it should be 
Mm. And I'm being um, now I'm being opposed with these ideas because of the world's conditioning and the way the world is. And yeah. then I'll go, okay, cool. I'll I'll take a deeper look at that, and I'll go through my process. I'll have a look at that, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, still feeling like this is the way, you know. <laughs> and I, it just like keeps emerging for me like that. And it's not even like this is the one way everyone should be or the way I should always be, yeah. but it's like um, a reoccurring feeling of evolution that occurs through the way that I am relating to life. When you think about life in itself, like we say life force, and I know that there is something that you um, teach and is very much like an underpinning, I don't know, element or source for you. What do you think, like when you say in relation to life, what is that? What is that for you? Is it like, is it palpable? And does it have a name? Mm. Yeah, I mean, what I talk about when I talk about being in relationship to life, um, I do talk about life force. Mm. So for me, life force is what's lying underneath our sexuality and our creativity. And another word that I use for that is eros. And I've been known to say like that we should follow the eros. Mm. Um, And for me, eros is like um, a very non-dual space that lies underneath all of this um, creative energy and duality and sexuality and chemistry and polarity and everything else that we're experiencing in our life. It's kind of like a heartbeat, a resting heartbeat that's inside of us. And it's constantly pulsing and wanting to come into expression. So it's kind of like the space between non-duality and polarity, mm-hmm. you know? So as we're coming into, um, it's like the, the, the hunger or the thirst or the desire to take the next breath. Yeah. It's like our, it's kind of like our motivation to be in life. It's like a will without willpower. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, it's like a, it's a leaning forward and a leaning into life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where, how I track this in life is like, you know, the things that um, give me goosebumps or um, make my nipples hard or yeah. have given me an experience of like, whoa, I am so alive in this moment. Yeah. That's what I'm experiencing when I'm like looking to feel where the eros is. And, you know, it can be mistaken for excitement um, or arousal. And that's not what it is. Mm. Me, it's like, um, and it's so interesting when it arises, because sometimes it's taking me in a direction where I don't exactly, where my identity of who I think I am wants to go. No, we're not going there. Yes, we are. Exactly. It's like, this is like, oh, I didn't know that this is what um, needed to happen now. And then it's just like, okay, cool. Well, this is like very activating and it's calling me deeper into this experience. Um, And so sometimes there's resistance or there's fear or there's other things that are in the way when I'm following the eros, but it's like the ability to keep meeting um, everything that's coming up in my body with presence um, and allowing myself to walk that path. And um, yeah, it's, it's a journey. It's a, it's a really, and, and it's very clear though, when, when you're, when my, I feel like for all the people that are, have kind of brought into this understanding and um, that, that feel this way that I feel have all had a very similar awakening. It's like when your body becomes sensitive enough to feel your true essence, it's like the truth of who you are underneath your identity and your personality. Um, life just becomes very clear and you're not really in this, like making decisions out of fear space or, 
um, you know, thinking about how to get to the next paycheck or, you know, you're not in that relationship to life anymore where you're thinking mm. about how can I make things easy so that I can survive. You're in a relationship to a deeper sense of trust that's actually beyond who you are. Mm. And it's not based in the ideas of personality. It's just based in um, hearing life, connecting to life and allowing life to move through you rather than trying to control life. love it it's beautiful when you say it's different to excitement for people who may not be really like clear on because i feel like this is such an important part to then go deeper into what your experience of relating is and how you see the different elements of relationships so for people who may not be um fully understanding that difference between excitement and our life force or following our eros or what that feels like when it's signaling us what's the is there a way that you can describe that yeah it feels um actually i feel like to share how you can get to it so what um how I started to no notice the difference between like excitement and following the eros was um, that actually I started to move my body to a deeper sensitivity of my essence rather yeah. than what I thought might be deemed as successful or might be deemed as the right relationship for me as an identity or personality to go for. Yeah. Um, and what that looks like for me was releasing a lot of conditioning beliefs, ideas, and concepts of how um, I thought things needed to be. Um, and I just, and what I did, and how I did that was just by recognizing um, the stories and like the thoughts and the triggers that I had around um, how to experience love, sex, romance, relationships. Um, so once you kind of break down your understandings of those, because they're actually all really intertwined, those four, like if I have sex with this person then I must be in a relationship with them yeah. if I'm in love with this person then we must be in a relationship if I'm romantic with this person then we must be in love like it's just like they're all just yeah. so collapsed and actually you can experience romance without love or sex or relationship you can experience sex without love or relationship <laughs> you know or romance definitely not romance <laughs> yeah so there's like you know <laughs> it's just so heavy like the conditioning that we have around these things and um if once you come into the inquiry of that and start to shed those things and you actually get into a deeper sensitivity to um um that pull that gravity that gravity that's actually guiding you through life because you're not you know like what i i, I teach obviously in my at the institute of new paradigm intimacy in my sexuality school I teach about the difference between like desire, arousal, and pleasure. Yes. And desire is actually deeply based in our conditioning a lot of the time. So if we think about that in relationship to excitement, and you said like, how can we notice what real excitement is versus our desires? It's like there are desires that um, are really based in like, you know, status basically. <laughs> like yeah. when we think, you know, like who who am I going to be if I date this person? You know. 
and what will actually what will it give me if I have sex with this person and it's dark like people won't admit to this shit and out loud but it's like so true and the moment that like you know I see women going oh he's really hot look at his shoes I'm like wow <laughs> you know like how can, how can someone be hot because of the shoes they were in christ yeah, i like shoes but i've never dated a guy because of his shoes you know <laughs> yeah but it's like but it tells you and it also like and it's true though because what we're seeing is like the the symbolism of um you know it's and and you know i'm talking that sounds like i'm talking about like you know maybe a very wealthy businessman or something but honestly we could be talking about like um spirituality people as well yeah, you know exactly. like people that dress in a certain way and that represents their spirituality and look very deeply connected to the spirituality in the way they dress that's also a status yeah do you know it's like so when I talk about status I'm not just talking about like the elite I'm talking about across the board what yeah. you believe is desirable is often yeah. based on on what we think is um you know is actually representation representation of power whether that be spiritual power or wealth power or, um, you know, it can also be based in like what I think is going to be a really great father for my children. You know what I mean? Like all those things that come into this. And then when we move into a, like a deeper sense of this pull, it's not so much from that space. It's just like, a, it feels like a deeper listening. Yeah. It doesn't, so it's not so much like, um, like I'm really excited. I must move towards this and there's no other way. It's not like that kind of, chemistry polarity it's like i've got to have sex with this person it's yeah. not like that. it's more like um it's more like breathing yeah. it's like okay this is this is occurring and what do i choose to do with this this experience that i'm having so there's a lot more choice in it and you know and it's not so compelling in that in that deep way and what you will find is that you know through my years of studying relationships is that often when we're feeling that that kind of excitement desire and that that um chemistry towards having sex with somebody it's often actually pulling us towards something that wants to be resolved inside of ourselves so it's like a very almost sometimes like the stronger the polarity the more alchemy there is actually to happen yeah and what will come up inside of alchemizing is actually your deepest triggers your your biggest uh, the people that are least like you <laughs> so you might have an attraction to them but they're going to be completely opposite to you in the way that you might want to live life you know yeah. which then brings up all the triggers and all the things that we have to deal with and there's a certain skill set when you when you become aware of this acute um alchemy it's like you can actually start to relate to the alchemy you know and the organism that's in between the two yeah rather than the actual like trigger to it like what's possible here totally possible in this space here you're working out for your mind as well sorry <laughs> i mean to, completely in the space of that now i'm like yeah that could be me thinking about that but then i could just like be acknowledging where the pull is and just going with that mm. yeah you don't have to think about it too much when um when you start mm. to feel the pull like your brain is not that activated and also what I was just about to share was like when you're in relationship as well like a let's say like a romantic partnership and those triggers start to come up yeah. um you're not so obsessed with trying to resolve it in your mind because you're not trying to control how the relationship goes um, and you're also not so attached to like this is how the relationship must be you kind of in uh, the dynamic that you kind of move into is like you're in trust that the pull is and the universe is pulling you 
towards this piece to be resolved inside of yourself and resolved inside of the relationship resolved on the on the universe which is what I really think is happening like on yeah. a very woo-woo level I feel like we're all being brought together to like alchemize all of these yeah. um, conflicting dualities you know absolutely I think like you know I definitely know but like my last sort of like committed relationship was like you know this you could look at it two ways be like fuck that was catastrophic at the end but also what happened or what unfolded has been like the most beautiful period of like alchemizing what I'm becoming aware of and alchemizing so much within myself that had been so unresolved for all of my adult life. Mm. It's like I had been looking for this person to bring forward all of that, you know, mm. or this the two of us in relationship to bring something through that was, you know, like a catalyst mm-hmm. for all of this, you know. And so we touched on this before. And I have, and, and this has been a thing with everyone I have spoken to. So when we are in relationship, are we, are we like the, you know, you and your partner or myself and my partner are we the relationship or is or do we create something outside of ourselves that is almost like another entity which is the relationship yeah definitely an entity (laughs) in my opinion um yeah because I mean you think about this right it's like um it's the same as a business to me when I create business or it's a business entity it's very similar to um like what you create when you like literally go and create a business entity online right like and you you build something else outside of yourself and it's not me and you'll notice that the you know the um and the more people that are involved in your business the more it actually becomes a thing outside of you because you realize it's like because you're not making all the decisions for that it's actually very similar like even having It's like having a baby. It's like you literally have two different energies coming together to create something else. And so when it is yeah, see, I'm having this conversation in my head. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's how that would work. So when it is an entity that is separate to you, you know, when we face chat, I'm like when we have something come up in a relationship that triggers us, right? That other people would be like, oh my God, we've got this issue. Oh, my partner does this thing. It really pisses me off. What's the level on, like from your perspective, where's, what's the level on how that's resolved? Like, is that sitting in that entity? And then is it something that is literally created outside of the both of us? that we then step into to resolve? Or is it a singular piece of work where I'm gonna layer this question for you? Cause I have this thing where I'm like, relationships are such a beautiful space to resolve, you know, out, to integrate our unresolved parts or resolve things that keep coming up for us. And sometimes I think we need the other person to, to, be, to be part of that resolution 
And sometimes I think, nah, this probably feels like something I need to do on my own. What's your take on that in relationship, in intimate relationship? Hmm. Well, I guess I don't feel that relationships are solely to resolve things, which I'm not saying you think that either, but um, it feels like, You know, and then I just start thinking about like the, there's like a the, the part that's coming up for me is like what's the action we're taking when we're resolving that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because um, I personally feel that we don't need to do a lot to resolve things, yeah. you know. And often, let's say let's let's use your example. Something yeah. comes up, um, and you're wondering whether this is their stuff or it's your stuff, yeah. or it's like something else, you know. Um, I move into the question, I just move straight into like, what is actually happening? Is, is your boundaries being crossed? Is, yeah. you know, is your, um, you know, is this something that you're struggling to tolerate with? Or is there like a gray area with like this being a part of your life? And then I start moving towards that. And so then when I, so let's like use the example of like, I don't know, your partner wants to move to Africa yeah. <laughs> and then, then like that pisses you off. <laughs> Yeah. And then you're like, I don't know if I want to be in that relationship with someone who's lives on the other side of the world. Yeah. Um, and then you're literally left in this dilemma of like, um, is this what I want? You know? And then I think what we often do is we try to control things and we try to create, um, you know, situations and like start to think how we, we know how it's going to feel when they get there and blah, 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 blah. And actually what probably needs to happen is we just move with, okay, is this your truth? Okay, if this is your truth and this is what could then let that unfold. Mm-hmm. And as, as we come to that, I'll let you know what's going on in my body as we get closer to that. Yeah. So maybe in the lead up to him going away, my body will start to feel panicked or struggling or like, you know, it will have sensations coming up. Yeah. And then instead of being like, you're an asshole, don't move, <laughs> move to the other side of the world. <laughs> what I might do is like not control with that kind yeah. of, you know, when creating drama, what yes. I might do is say, oh, this is happening in my body. Can you come and help me feel this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and then we just move into the space of co-regulation. Yeah. You know, and the, this, is the, this is the major difference as well of like when somebody, um, when we start to move out and shift our mindset from thinking like everybody is responsible for how I feel in myself versus I am responsible for how I feel in myself. Awesome. And when I'm responsible for how I feel in myself, I can ask for what I need and ask for what I want from a much clearer place. Cause I'm not making up a story that you have made me feel this way. Yeah. I am recognizing that this is bumping up against something inside of me. Hmm. And I don't always know the reason for why that's there. Yeah. And I don't have to feel bad or wrong or struggling with that. And this kind of comes back to what we were just saying at the beginning, um, which I was talking about, you don't have to resolve things with your mind. You don't have to process things in your relationship. Like all of this is just like um, (laughs) self-development culture, (laughs) which is nothing wrong with it, but it's just like, I'm just not sure if that's necessarily the way all the time. It's one way. And in a a planet that is so focused and like, like, and it's very mind dominated, of course we think we need to work things out through conversation, through language. But there's actually so many more layers of communication that are available to us. So what I've become more interested in is like what happens in my body 
when I start to allow, um, when I actually feel safe in my body, which is actually the whole reason we have conversations with our words. Yes. To locate safety in our body. And so I started just, I just started cutting out the middleman. I'm like, <laughs> what goes on in my, in the thought process, you know, like I allow things to, I allow things to be said. And I say things when I, when they're there and they need to come through. And then I go, cool, right. Let's come, can we come and be with my body now? Can I be with your body? And I might ask for like, hey, I'm feeling this in my body. Can you, can you feel it with me? Hmm. And it's literally something I'll say to my partner. I'm like, can you feel this with me? And then it's just like, he'll just take a breath and be with me and um you know he'll get a sense of what i'm feeling he's like oh it feels like you're really sad i'm like yeah thank you like you felt my sadness with me i didn't have to tell him how sad i was or how angry i was it's just tuning in you know and you can do that by like you know often like if we're having a like a hated conversation we'll just go we'll just stop and we'll both just stop and breathe and then just put our hands together like so much information happens we're just touching each other's like holding hands yeah. and um, yeah, there's, and there's just so many layers of communication I feel. And then that just takes us into a co-regulating space, mm-hmm. you know? And then there's this like, also, you know, we're not, I'm not all like pro, like everything must be co-regulated, stay together all the time. <laughs> you know? Like this one way, like, I feel like it's about just really being open to moving with the, with the current. Again, we're following the Eros. <laughs> Yeah. So sometimes the Eros says to me, whoa, I really need space right now. I really need to come back to myself and come back to feeling just myself without my partner. And so what I'll do in that time is like take space, take yeah. space for myself and take, um, you know, take the time to actually be in my own um, psychic space, you know? So it's just like what's going Absolutely. on like without that person being in proximity to me. And so then what happens to me is like um, I start to feel the parts that are, are stuck you know so there'll be like things that maybe he said the day before that are still ringing through my mind mm-hmm. I'm like oh cool so that must have landed something in my body when he said that and then that? I might bring that forward and be like hey so when you said this this is kept like coming up in my mind okay cool should we feel that yep okay great you know <laughs> like it's really um mm-hmm. you know and it's just it is like a very um moment by moment relationship to what's actually happening inside of the relationship rather than um, like obsessing about things needing to be resolved. It's like the ability to go all the way down into the depth of the intimacy and feel what's going on there and actually also come out of the intimacy and hang out in more of a shallow layer of the relationship. And so what that looks like is actually, you know, when we're upset with each other or mad at each other or something, we can still go to the IGA and get, you know, a pint of milk, <laughs> you know, important things that you need to do in life. <laughs> Exactly. Rather than being literally hijacked, yeah, by something that is not the truth anyway, mm-hmm. by something that is like a program or a belief that we're probably that we in most cases have no connection to anyway, except for thinking that that school of thought gives us safety. So that's where we need to be. Yeah. If someone says they're committed to me, that's safe. I'm safe there. Mm. So I'm in that very much in that survivalist mode. I'm not thinking of thriving. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking of like that there's potentially another way to mm. live. I'm sitting in a space where I'm like, my safety is completely derived from things that are 
all external to me mm-hmm. rather yeah. than cultivating that that safety within us which is so odd isn't it that we think like that because I'm like if we're truly in pursuit of life safety is this big headline thing for us why don't we follow the path that gives us the safety that we can cultivate internally that's like well within us that it's within us to cultivate to create why why don't we see this it's like ah okay that's cool I don't need to go and create this somewhere outside of myself. I don't need to bring, like when I look at my personal development journey, whatever you want to call it, conscious journey, spiritual journey, whatever it is, you know, like the moment that I realised that like the only person I had to engage and enrol and bring on the journey was myself, it was the most liberating moment in my life. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's a relief. Mm-hmm. I just need to bring me. And I just need to, you know, constantly lean into like reconnecting with myself, all those parts of myself, you know, learning to to be less of a realist and more of a like, you know, It's it's all here for me without you know looking without making it overcomplicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, but you know the the level of awareness that you have is like a muscle. You know, mm. we have to grow that muscle, and um, it's a you know it's a great muscle that we've we can cultivate to be able to be with that. Um, and it's something that, you know, what I've been sharing with some of my students is like, yeah. it's going to come a time actually when you, when someone says something to you, um, your first point of call is not to respond to that thing. You know, it's like you, it, what actually becomes your first re, um, point of call is to feel what you feel in your body. Mm. Yeah. And to be with that. And, and that's actually when we start trusting our body over our mind. Mm-hmm. And we trust that the answers are actually in our body of what we need to say in response to that. That's a huge switching moment for, for I think, so many people when we start doing that. It's so odd, but isn't it? Because, you know, like like you said before, the language you use is, is it's like we're just verbalising what's going on for us with the words. You know, it's... It, We've invented this, like, I mean, I'm, like, I'm fascinated by language and I'm fascinated by what it can elicit from people, but it's it's literally just this really complex system of describing what's going on for us in our body anyway. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like we've got the thing, like, sort of in the reverse order, you know, rather than leaning into our connection with our with with ourselves in our body and then you know working on all the other things outside totally so for you 
we had this like we're going to circle back right to the start of our conversation so you have this premonition which is truly a premonition at 15 15 16 yeah i'm going to do this thing and that keeps coming back and so when do you fully commit to this when was this like this is what my last calling is this is what i'm going to do when do you fully commit to this yeah i fucked around for a while (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was um you know i I had a yoga business, which was quite a failed yoga business. Um, And then I went to, I went back traveling around the world. I ended up winning a a ayahuasca retreat. (laughs) You heard this story for Danny? Danny and I won won an ayahuasca retreat um, through a sponsored ad on Facebook. Right. As you do. So you know, this is this is like this was, you know, your life force or God or whoever going, come on, Victoria, let's stop fucking around and let's do this. Right. They were like, we're gonna have to spell this out for her. (laughs) She's gonna need the Facebook ad and the free trip to get there. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I only I only only respond to golden tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Yeah. oh like that sure got it okay yeah. so um yeah well basically we're um we're actually we were in mexico at the time yeah i see this sponsored ad on facebook to win a trip um doing ayahuasca yeah and um i've never seen a ayahuasca <laughs> advertised never, on facebook never seen ayahuasca advertised. honestly or so- have i seen a trip to a retreat ever or but you know totally and like on the golden ticket conversation this was like the top um pl- like luxury place to do a ayahuasca in brazil i was like um yeah that that will do perfectly thank you <laughs> anyway yeah. yeah and it was really funny i'm like uh, i'm like reading this thing out danny's like what's ayahuasca i was like oh <laughs> So yeah, basically we ended up this. We end up winning this competition. Both of us won this competition to go and do this thing. We yeah. went to this amazing retreat space in North Brazil in Bahia. It's like stunning location mm-hmm. um, in the rainforest. And um, I just sat there with um, in the ceremony, and I was like, um, "Show me my purpose." Um, on the first night, and I just got like whew, full downloads, just clear mm-hmm. as clear as day. Yeah. this is what you're here to do this is what you've been waiting for you know and I was like I was like 25 when this happened yeah and I was just like actually dying to hear the truth mm. I just like I'd actually always wanted a career yeah. um I, it was something that was really has always been really important to me yeah and um I just couldn't find the direction of where I wanted to go and what wanted to start moving through me yeah uh, and that had started to move through me a little bit before the ayahuasca journey but it was just became yeah. very clear and yeah. then the second one, I was like, show me my career. And it just like showed me everything, showed me all the books I wrote, showed me my schools, showed me like every single thing yeah. that was just like came through. Yeah. And on the and then during these two um, journeys, I started to see my um my magic actually. <laughs> it started showing me all this stuff around like 
how I've been a witch in every lifetime and all this different yeah. stuff. And then I just like, and then on the third trip, um, the, the journey I did with ayahuasca, I was like, show me, show me my magic. Yeah. And that was like really fast. Like I got shown so much of how the yeah. corn comes together. And then it was all to do with like relationship and building and mandalas. And when all these alchemizing pieces come together, it's like um, what, what can be created and how the microcosm is the macrocosm. And now, you know, we're all just like this big organism that's just creating life. And there's actually no difference between, you know, the relationship you have with a romantic partner yes. and the relationship you have when you're creating a business to that entity, to the, to the people involved. Yeah. How to how like you know there's no there's no such thing for me as somebody um, like messing up the relationship. For me, it's like another piece that just comes in that wants to be alchemized, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. How would this piece like to be alchemized? You know, so I I got a lot I've shown a lot of the um, the how to yeah. <laughs> in the magic part, you know, and how all these pieces like come together. So yeah, it's been a very interesting ride in um, yeah seeing that premonition coming into yeah. into reality and I thought that was like me for the rest of my life after the ayahuasca trip and then I executed majority of the stuff I got shown in like three years I was like oh <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm not linear <laughs> when you do it with the magic <laughs> now I've got now right okay this is good well congratulations on that that's amazing yeah and what I want to say to that piece as well is that what was really coming through was that even though I consciously came into connection to this vision yeah. and what needed to be executed, yeah. um, everything I'd done in my whole life was leading up to this. Yes. You know, like all the little jobs and all the things and every, every relationship and every situation I found myself was just, and the way I was relating to the things that were coming up in my life, yeah. I was already creating what I've created now. So it was actually just the ability to be in the deeper listening, which I think I've said about five times on this call, <laughs> you know, and that's literally what I sit down when I had my team day a few weeks ago with my, uh, with my team, yeah. and my business, I said like our whole culture is about deeper listening and, you know, and I just took them through how I do deeper listening mm -hmm. and there's magic in that so much magic. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful way to live, you know, I feel like, um, you know, when we're open to that, it's like life goes from this thing of like the struggle and the hustle and the, you know, spent 20 years in a corporate career where I was like completely tapped out and pouring everything into like these big results and big projects and big, you know, big achievements and, I'm like, and I would say to people, you know, you know, don't pay me the big bucks for not giving the, you know, the big sacrifice. Like, honestly, subscribe to this, this like completely wringing out everything into someone else's or, or to something that was just completely unrelated to me. And then, you know, much like your golden ticket things, I'm like, oh, being shown and shown and shown and then I ended up with cancer you know and not just like oh we're going to give you a little test here it's like fuck, we're going to take you to the brink of your mortality you know mm -hmm. are you listening yet mm -hmm. and like for me it was like you know people 
I know when I've been like big spiritual journeys and, you know, vegan and juice fasting. And for me, it was like, fuck, I just got the knock so clearly was, are you listening yet? Mm. You know, and how are you going to live in response to that? Are you listening? Still not the quickest, you know, still not the quickest to respond, but like, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, you know. But I love that. That I think, you know, like you say, we're all so interrelated. It's like this, you know, we're all linked in all these ways, which is just the fabric of how we're created, right? How we're created on in you know like this planet potentially other planets potentially other systems but you know there is such a level of interconnection there and for mm-hmm. me i just i i live in a world where it's like well of course it's possible to live in response to what's alive for you for anyone and everyone you know, we might be in these like individual little flesh carcasses, but it doesn't mean that there's not something beyond that for all of us. So if there was something you would like to share to like just, you know, like wrap up, cap off, like your take on your journey on relating, whether it's sharing with people something that you haven't shared in the time that we spent talking what is how would you like to finish actually what's a lie for me um on this topic is um it's like you don't have to do it alone mm. it's like that i think that why we struggle so much in relationship is because we feel that what we're feeling inside no one's ever going to understand no one's ever going to be able to um you know comprehend or feel what we're feeling and actually that's one of the most alone like alone feelings that we feel Mm. is like no one's ever going to understand me no one ever is ever going to get me um and it's been coming up a lot recently in conversations i've been having about like oh we need to be sovereign beings and we, you know, we need to do this for ourselves. Um, and my takeaway is actually, um, you know, there's a deep sovereignty in um, in your ability to be around other people. And um, yeah, there's something there's there's something that to be said about actually just being with the vulnerability and that edge of, are you willing to feel me here? and asking for someone to meet you in a place of communication that's actually beyond the mind. Um, And I would like to see a world where um, we spend more time relating to each other in the feeling sense, um, as well as the mental sense. Because I'm a bit bored of mental, personally. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love that. I love that you're such a permission slip for like every anything and everything is welcome Mm. 
and to really be beyond like the, the you don't have to explain it to me that mm-hmm. you know bring forward what is alive for you and what you are feeling yes yeah. i think we i think we feel like we're i think we feel like you know there's either like that contraction or shame around no one will relate to this or that um there's not a, there's not a place where i feel safe totally and i actually want to speak on that front as well as like the piece that i feel like i've missed out of this conversation is yeah. like the ability to actually um well i call it like running things on the vertical current yeah. which to me just means like if i'm angry and i'm upset something that you've done it's yeah. like i can be angry and not project my anger onto you and it's actually okay that i'm angry with something that you've done do you know yeah. it's like it doesn't make you a bad yeah. person or doesn't make you wrong just it's just the fact that i'm angry yeah i, I can't articulate this but there is just something in and it's something i've been journeying really really significantly in the last couple of days it's like in honor of the emotion in honor of feeling it but also not having the You know, I had an incident the other day where I was like, I, I just had this flash of shame around something. And, you know, in the past, it would have been like, totally like, oh, well, you've got to do this thing and really logicalized it and somewhat felt it in my body, but really would have been like, okay, well, let's get curious about what's underneath that and gone into that inquiry. And instead I was like, you know, this is something I picked up from one of my mentors, um, Miroslav, who you know, is that where do I, where can I meet that in myself? Like if I meet that in my body, where is it? And if I just meet it in, in my body, where it sits and I meet it and I feel it. And it was literally this experience that like took about three minutes. It's like, instead of, you know, rejecting it and not wanting to go there. I was like, okay, I'm feeling this deep sense of shame about something. Okay, where is that? That's here. Oh, they just surrender to that feeling of like, the feeling of it without the dialogue that goes with it. It was such a quick process to just move through. And I'm like, okay, it's not, I didn't have to get to this conclusion on it. It was just like, let that be alive, let it run where it wants to run, feel that and then, you know, um, go back to putting my makeup on or doing my hair or whatever I was doing in the moments before it. Yep. That's not a big process. <laughs> Instead of like, you know, letting this, this thing of like, it's beautiful to acknowledge your emotions, but I, I have this real um resistance now to i don't have to sit in this mm-hmm. you know and try and reach this logical conclusion on something it'll yeah i i'm not i'm not very good at articulating that but 
yeah, it's something that's been super in my field for the last few days. Beautiful. Thanks for joining me today. Mm, likewise. Enjoyed our chat. Anything else you want to add? Mm. No, just if anyone wants to ask anything about this, they can get in contact with me. Uh, you can find me on um, social media, Victoria Redbud, yeah. or on my website, victoriaredbud.com. Got the um, Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy, which mm -hmm. is my sexuality school, yeah. where I teach a lot about these pieces around like, yeah, coming into um, relationship with life, with ourselves, with what we actually want to create for us, for our lives, you know, business, partnership, wealth, like all these things, everything is relationship. So, um, yeah, I would love to hear from anyone who is in that inquiry. And if anyone is wanting to know, like, any specific like programs you've got kicking off or events that you have running, is that available through your website or best to reach out and contact you directly? Either. But, yeah, it will be on the website and also on social media. Beautiful. Amazing. Thank you. Mm, such a pleasure, Nat. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.